today's passage talks about discernment. About how do we figure out what voices, what teachers, what prophets, what messages we need to be listening to. And the answer in this passage is Jesus. Which makes sense. Because we as Christians define our our faith and our own individual lives on Jesus. Of course, I remember in undergrad, my religious ethics professor came in at Southern Miss from teaching Intro to Religious Studies, and he did not look happy. And he asked us, he said, what differentiates Christianity from any other religion? And we just kind of sat there trying to figure out what his kind of agenda was at that time. And he explained that that was the essay in his Intro to Religious Studies class that day. And out of 50, maybe five, put Jesus. He was like, specifically, we as Christians, because he was also a pastor, said, we as Christians define our lives by Jesus, the Word of God embodied. It all comes back to Jesus. Of course, today's passage was dealing with a very specific false teaching that was going on in the place where this letter was being written. Specifically, they said, if the message is from God, then they are saying that Jesus came to us from God in flesh. That God took on flesh. That Jesus came in human form. Lived and died and rose again for us. But let's bring this idea of discerning what voices what messages to be listening to to today. I don't know about you, but I feel overwhelmed most of the time by all the messages and the voices bombarding us. We have 24-hour news cycles. We have social media where it seems like there's always some argument, some side to be taken. And different information and misinformation, and then with our phones and our tablets and our computers, we have everything at our fingertips. Again, good information and bad information, and we don't always know what voices to listen to, whether it be about faith or anything, because there's always going to be different sides. So what do we do? What do we do when we feel overwhelmed all the voices, all the messages. What do we do when we realize that even as Christians that we can't seem to agree on something? So today I want to talk about what I think this passage is is leading us to do, and that's to, to talk about discernment. And then we're going to talk about Jesus. Now, all of us know about the idea of discernment, of trying to figure out what we're supposed to do. Whether it's a decision we're trying to make, or trying to figure out what side we're going to be on on an issue, or just how we're going to live today. I want to lift up four things that we don't always consider when we 
when we think about discernment. Usually with discernment, we think about reading scripture, we think about talking with trusted with trusted friends and advisors. So I want to lift up four other things for us to consider. And the first is silence. Scripture says to us that God can sometimes be found in silence and a whisper. But also, sometimes we just have to silence all the noise coming at us. Sometimes we have to, as people, as Christians, realize when we need to walk away and turn off the TV, shut our computers, turn off our phones. Sometimes we have to choose when to stop listening to all the different noise and give ourselves space away. So there's silence. Second thing I want to name is rest. Because how many of us, when we are not rested, don't always make the best decisions? And as Christians, there is a reason why in the Ten Commandments we are told to keep the Sabbath day. And right now, for a lot of us, especially for those who are parents, you may be thinking, how can I find rest right now? Sometimes it's in moments. Sometimes it's about not caring about something and eating cookie dough. Or doing something that makes us happy. It's, it's about finding those moments of rest. Because we have to remember that God is not just invested in our spiritual lives. God is invested in our whole lives. We need to rest so that we can make good decisions so that we can listen more. So we have silence. We have rest. The third thing, prayer, which a lot of us are thinking, of course we pray. But specifically with prayer, being bold enough, vulnerable enough to ask God specifically what we need an answer to. I don't know about you, but I'm not always brave enough to to want to ask God specifically what I'm looking for an answer to. Because what if God's answer isn't what I want? Sometimes we just need to be brave enough to come before God and to actually say what it is we need an answer to. Where we need We have silence, we have rest, we have prayer. And the fourth thing I want to lift up for discernment is the other side of prayer. It's sitting in God's presence. With prayer, we often make it about what, what we need to say to God. We can often forget to just be silent. Sometimes it's about taking five minutes in our day. Sometimes it's working our way up to an hour. Or sitting in God's presence, if something comes to our mind that we have to do, naming it and then putting it to the side and 
centering back on a God who wants to be present with us, on a God who knows us, and just resting in His presence. These four things, silence, rest, prayer, and, and sitting silently in the presence of God, they may not ever give us the exact answer that we want. Often, I want just a closed door or an open door. But sometimes, discernment is just about trusting the spirit that God puts in us. And knowing that when we practice discernment, when we give ourselves silence and rest, when we make time to talk to God and to sit with God, that these things prepare us for the journey with whatever it is. Help us to see clearly, think clearly, to move forward. So we have discernment. Let's go back to Jesus. Jesus, who is, as I said earlier, the part of God in flesh. That in the very life of Jesus in Scripture, the Gospels, we see the Word of God lived out. We see the life that, that we were created to live. We come to know the heart of God. Jesus really is the answer for so much of how we should live, how we should think, how we should act. This, this past week, I was talking with my dad, and we were talking about how Sometimes, and often, when we approach Scripture, we approach Scripture at times to verify our feelings or to validate how we're thinking about something. And my dad looked at me and he said, it's taken a while, but I realized when we come to Scripture, we come to Scripture to read it through the eyes of Jesus. when we're lost, when we're trying to figure out what way to go forward, what to think, how, how to speak, how to act. When we come to Scripture, we come to Scripture seeking to look at it through the eyes of Jesus. But it's also a step back from Scripture. How might we act differently? How might we speak differently? When we look at our own lives and seeking to, to live and to look at things through the eyes of Jesus. When we come to these things where we don't always agree with others on, how, how might it change us when we force ourselves to remember that the person on the other side of the argument is also a beloved child of God? How might it change our hearts look at the person we're not agreeing with through the eyes of Jesus. As we try to decide what to think, as we try to listen and filter all the messages coming at us, what changes in us, what changes in our response as we try to take on Jesus' eyes? 
Jesus are not disquieted by such news of cruelty and terror and war. You are neither anxious nor overwhelmed. You carried the full weight of the suffering of a broken world when you hung upon the cross and you carry it still. When the cacophony of universal distress unsettles us, remind us that we are but small and finite never designed to carry the vast abstractions of great burdens, for our arms are too short and our strength is too small. Justice and mercy, healing and redemption are your great labors. And yes, it is your good pleasure to accomplish such works through your people. But you have never asked any one of us to undertake more than your grace will enable us to fulfill. Guard us. From shutting down our empathy, a 
and walling off our hearts because of the glut of unactionable misery that floods our awareness. You have many children in many places around this globe. Move each of our hearts to compassionately respond to those needs that intersect our actual lives. And in all places, your body may be actively addressing the pain and brokenness of this world. Each of us liberated and empowered by your spirit to fulfill the small part of your redemptive work assigned to us. Give us discernment in the face of troubling news reports. Give us discernment to know when to pray, when to speak out, when to act, and when to simply shut off our screens and our devices and to sit quietly in your presence, casting the burdens of this world upon the strong shoulders of the one who alone 